You're listening to the It's Not Your Diary podcast, and I'm your host, Ty. Here, we combine faith, tough topics, and journaling to maintain our wellness through life's everyday struggles and to reach generational healing. So get ready for some deep, eye-opening conversations and get ready to take notes. Remember, it's not your diary because what we journal about affects the generations to come. What are you leaving for the generations that come after you? Don't know? Well, let me help you. Just grab a pen, your diary, or a journal, and let's get into the show. What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? Welcome back to another episode. It's your girl, Ty. And Carla. This is a season finale. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> No, so sad. It went by so fast. I know, like too fast. That's Extremely crazy. Fast. The good thing is, right about now, the weather is getting kind of nice, so yes. that's good, and everything is kind of opening back up. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so I do want to just take a minute and. Shout out all of our new listeners, all the new places that people have been listening to. We appreciate you. We hope you'll be back next season. I don't have a final date for when next season will air, but it'll be most likely like the last week of May or the first week of June. So I'll um, keep y'all up to date. Just make sure you're subscribed because you'll find out through there. But yeah, shout out to our new listeners. So this season we had new listeners from Michigan from hong kong um the uk y'all are like our consistent listeners cincinnati ohio um and i'll just say ohio in general and then we have some new listeners in illinois and then any listeners who are just listening as unknown we're gonna shout you out too you know <laughs> you're not sharing your location i completely understand like it's fine we love you thank you for tuning in every week and uh, before we get started, because I told y'all this is going to be a Q&A episode, before I get started, I did want to just like share this little story that I had got. Um, so I had somebody just reach out to me, probably like in the, through the middle of the season, just saying like they were dealing with something, but like they were here to stay or whatever. Um, but then I also had somebody else reach out to me and... To summarize her story, she is pretty much just saying she started listening back. Um, I think it was season two. We did like a mental health or emotional health episode. And she felt like uh, because of what we were talking about, that was something that she was struggling with, too. And she was saying that she was in a situation with her family where she like was super uncomfortable. Y'all know I always talk about just embracing the uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. So she was saying how she started to do that and um, she had to have a conversation with her parents about health insurance. So she would start going to therapy. And that was, I, th I think she said in August. And then she said uh, recently, so this month we've been doing like the emotional health uh, journal prompts and she couldn't answer them. She said she was having a hard time like answering them. So I think she said last week she just took them to her therapist. Her therapist, I guess, they told her to start journaling. And then 
she had told her like about them, how she was having a hard time. And then she was like, you know, she helped her through like one of them. And um, she started to realize like some things from her childhood that she didn't even understand. So um, it just was kind of showing me that like even when it doesn't look like things are working now, like even for me, it was just confirmation. Like God is always working behind the scenes. So um, yeah, that was just a story. So I wanted to say you, you're welcome on the podcast. I didn't want to actually just email you back and be like, you know, you're welcome. But yeah, you're, you're welcome, girl. Um, I hope you just keep journaling and keep going to therapy and just keep working on yourself. That's amazing. Cause you don't know how, you know, if God tell, told me send out journal prompts, I don't know how they might bless somebody one day. So, right. I'm happy that you were able to get through that and just keep keep working. Um, so we're gonna get into our questions. So our first question is going to be what does it mean to get baptized and how do you know that you're ready? Carla, you want me to go first? Yes, go ahead, madame. <laughs> okay. So I do have a scripture that I want you to read. I'll read a little bit on here, but I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's kind of long. Um, but this is the MSG version because I did it through the Bible app. So it could be like super simple to understand because I know sometimes if you're asking a question like this, you might need it to be a little more simplified. Mm-hmm. So the sur- scripture is actually Romans 6, 1 through 3. And it actually says, when we went underwater, we left the old country of sin behind. And then when we came up out of water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. This is what baptism into the life of Jesus means. So that's just a small part, but I want you to read the whole thing in the MSG version. If you have the Bible app, this is Romans 6, 1 through 3. And then what does it mean to get baptized? Baptism really reminds us of what Jesus did for us. Like it doesn't save us. We uh, did a, it was an episode about that around season three but about like, what does it mean to be saved? So baptism doesn't save us, but it does show us. um, And it shows others too. It allows others to see that we belong to God. And if you know that you belong to God and you know, um, and you want that reminder, that's how you know when you're ready to get baptized. So Carla, what about, what do you think? Um, when I got the question, it also took me to a scripture. Hold on, gotta get my Bible. Um, it took me to Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. It says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, but John didn't want to baptize him. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it must be done because we must do everything that is right. So then John baptized him. 
So that to me just tells me it's part of God's perfect plan because Jesus, who was without any sin, he did it. So we should do it too. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, I like how you said, um, it's like a public declaration of where you stand and what you believe in. Mm-hmm. I, um, although I grew up in church, I am not baptized. I have been waiting to get baptized at my new home church. And I did find a church already during the pandemic. So I'm excited once everything opens up, I am going to, you know, go forward and take the classes. Cause when you get baptized, most churches have like classes that you have to take before it happens. Mm -hmm. So, and how do you know if you're ready? I feel like you want to do it whenever you're ready. You should do it Mm -hmm. because you're becoming a new creation in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I got baptized, but I told Carla it was for the wrong reasons. So I, I want to get rebaptized when I find the church for me and my husband so we can come together and serve together and all that good stuff. So I'll keep y'all updated on that. For our second question, um, this person said, this season made me realize I don't want to grow up And I'm a little afraid of change and how I can get past this. Oh, and how can I get past this? You want to go first on that one? Uh, Sure. So I think any change is scary. I know for a long time, I didn't want to move from where I was because Mm. I was just so afraid. For me, it was more like I'm so afraid of failure. But now that I know that I'm walking in Christ, like even if I fail, God's going to use that, you know, so I'm able to step out and make these bold choices in faith because of my faith. Mm. So that honestly is the enemy just trying to keep you in a stagnant place. He doesn't want you to, to, to be elevated. He doesn't want you to move forward. He doesn't want you. He wants you to stay in that same place because he knows once you get out of it, man, like something good is going to happen. Yeah. So I wouldn't be afraid of change, even though it is scary. I say just take that those steps forward and, you know, um, consult with God mm-hmm. before you make any big decisions. Yeah. I that's, agree with that. That's my advice. Mm-hmm. I pretty much said the same thing because I said I encourage you to pray for your heart posture, you know, when it comes to the idea of change. And then I also said maybe seek therapy because. It also could be like a deep rooted thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know my husband, like he doesn't like change, but like there's a reason why he doesn't like it. Um, and there might be like a bigger reason why you are afraid of change that you might have to like work through. So just allowing yourself like grace while you are in this place of like not really liking change embracing the fact that you don't like it don't run from it because then you might realize like okay where is this coming from and I also was thinking like you know it's a little concerning because you said um well it's a little concerning because life is always changing and sometimes we get a little afraid 
of of that. And when you're not embracing life, you might be like self-sabotaging and you never want to get to a place where you're like holding yourself back because you don't want to, you don't want to see things change. Right. And the Bible tells us like, God did not give us a spirit of fear whatsoever. So, you know, anytime fear enters you, it's not, it's not from God. Mm-hmm. And you have to like speak that over yourself consistently. Cause that's something I had to do. Like just speak verses over myself because dang, you could get caught up in the sauce. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially if it's like a generational thing, like you, like fear has been like a part of your family's bloodline. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I hope that helped. And um, moving on to the third question, how much should I fast and for how long? You can go first. <laughs> okay. uh, so I said uh, when you feel led to or when you have a purpose for you to be fasting. So, for example, uh, me and my husband, we hit a rough patch now. So I know that I have to fast for him and fast for my marriage. And I'm not really necessarily sure for how long, but I know that. I'm going to be fasting probably for like a week. And um, if I feel like I should be doing it longer, you know, I'm going to do it longer. But I know for sure I'll probably be fasting next week as well. But I'll see. Because, you know, the things that I'm fasting for might change. Like this week I might fast for my marriage. Next week I might fast for um my relationship with God or just like obedience. So yeah. Allow your heart to show you or lead you with what you should be fasting for. And um, then you'll kind of understand a little better where you should be and just go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my I, answer. I agree with you. I can't, there's not like an X amount of times you should be fasting for an X amount of days. There's no secret formula guys, unfortunately, (laughs) but, um, like Tyra said, um, let, let the Holy spirit lead you. I know for me, when I'm feeling like I'm in a spiritual funk and I just need to like set myself back up again, I fast. If I'm spending way too much time on something that's not of God, if I'm just wasting my time, I just decide, you know, I'm going to eliminate distractions and fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. And he's going to give you the answers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our next question is, I took a vow to stop dating like like Carla, and I want to know how she is doing. Um. She said it's hard, and she said any advice she uh did. Oh, I said she. Okay, let me just let me go back. We're gonna have to delete that. Um, so our next question is for Carla. This this person said, I took a vow to stop dating like Carla, and I want to know how she is doing. They said it's hard, and they just need any advice that you have and they actually started fasting in January. Well, stop dating in January. Um, okay. This is, uh, I was just speaking about this with somebody else. Cause they asked me the same thing. Let me 
there's so many like benefits that I got from just focusing on myself and my relationship with God, mm-hmm. um, which is one, my benefit was to focus on my relationship with God. Um, I was able to learn who he is and mm-hmm. who he has created me to be, which is so important because for a long time, I felt like I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like in it's weird, but in this season, he's been preparing my heart for marriage because there's just like, I know we've had conversations and you're like, man, like, that's what you have to do in marriage. And I'm mm-hmm. like, really? <laughs> like just dying to my feelings. And I was very selfish before it was all about what I wanted. And now I just, I don't know. I'm more like thoughtful. Mm. I feel like also I've had time to like reflect on what I don't want like I've gone back to all the people I've dated and I have seen like okay this is what I don't want this is what I'm not settling for um these are things I do want I'm also like praying for my spouse Mm -hmm. in this time and just asking God to prepare him for me and prepare his heart Mm -hmm. but what else there's so much um I feel like I have a lot more energy. I'm not wasting my energy. Because right before I did that vow to to stop dating, I was actually talking to somebody. And I would find myself like, oh, I'm just wasting my time. I could be like doing a devotional or like reading my Bible. Hmm. Like talking to that person was such a burden on me. Oh. And I was like, man, like, I just feel like I'm wasting my energy. Mm-hmm. The person turned out to be crazy, so... I avoided a a big problem there. There's less drama in my life. I'm not worried about who's doing who, what's happening with who, who's where, what location. I don't care about none of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the biggest thing was I'm not allowing, like, since I'm not having sex, um, I'm not, you know, what is that? What is that called? having any like spiritual ties mm. i'm not getting anybody else's spirits so um, yes soul ties so mm. I, but you know what it is hard i was telling my other friend i was like look i'm not even gonna lie i'm gonna be straight up with you sometimes i do be wanting to have sex mm-hmm. i'm sorry like i know i'm christian i know you know i'm a, a, a woman of god but yes i do have those urges to have sex and I just have to ask God to like, help me, like, Lord, help me because I don't want to focus so much on the sex. Help me focus on you because I think if we focus too much on the sex and the dating, then mm-hmm. we lose sight. And then our mind is automatically um, meditating on, on sex and dating. Mm-hmm. So I try to focus my shift to shift my focus. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to God. That's good. And yeah, it's hard, but I encourage you to continue. You're going to feel so much better, so much lighter. You're going to learn who you are for real. And don't don't give up. Don't give up. (laughs) So our next question is, how do you believe in something you can't see even when you know you should believe because everyone else around you is a believer? I said you just have to trust blindly. And I know that's easier said than done, but allow God to lead and be honest with him about how you're feeling, even if it's just a conversation like, God, 
I'm trying to be a believer. I don't know how. Um, give me the signs. Allow me to trust you, but I need to see it. You know, he will show you little signs. Um, uh, if I'm doing the, like asking him if I'm doing the right thing, um, show me or put people in my life to give me confirmation and then he will. Okay, so the person said, how do you believe in something you can't see even when you know you should because everyone else around you is a believer? Um, I don't think you should believe something just because everybody around you is believing. Hmm. So I think you, whoever this person is, hmm. need like a personal encounter with God. Hmm. Look back. I know for me, it, it was, it, it was, I grew up, and I knew who God was, but I didn't really know him. I knew of him. But when I reflect right now, like on how my life was going, I can see areas in where God was, even when I wasn't with him, like mm. having that personal relationship. He has saved me from so much. He has closed doors that were supposed to be closed. He's opened doors that were supposed to be open. And I'm just like, I don't like, how can you not believe in God? Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just like, look at your life and, and look at the things that you've been saved from. Yeah. There is a God, you know? And like I said, I don't want you to believe in something just because other people are believing. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, if you seek God with all your heart, you will find him. Yeah. So just go on that journey. I know for me, it started off like that. Like I was like, you know what? Let me just try God and see what's good. Mm-hmm. And he, he showed up. So just seek God with all your heart. Don't do it half-heartedly. Yeah. Seek him with all your heart. Like tell him consistently every day, like, God, I want to see you. Um, Holy Spirit, allow me to see God's hand move throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, you're going to start seeing stuff happen. And a lot of people was to be like, oh, that was a coincidence. But I don't believe in coincidence. I believe, I believe that God maneuvers everything and he allows things to happen. And he doesn't allow things to happen. Yeah. So that's just my advice to you. Seek the Lord with with your whole heart. Mm, That's good. That is good. Our next question is, is there a way I can get my family involved in having a relationship with Christ? Mm, You want to start on that one? Uh, this, This question hits home because it's something that I'm dealing with right now. And I can't make them believe. I can't mm-hmm. make them go back to what they used to believe. I, I pray a lot for my brothers, you know, because I just want them back. But mm-hmm. I pray for their heart posture. I pray for a heart that is ready to receive because you can share as much as you want with a person. But if they're not ready to receive, they're not going to accept. Yeah. And then. I also believe like your actions, the way you speak, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you're watching church on Sunday, I know I try most of my time to watch it on the big screen TV so everybody can see it or Mm -hmm. I'll play it, you know, and just don't force anything. I know for it sounds weird, but I wouldn't force anything. Just continue to pray for them. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen when it happens. But I, I feel I feel you because I'm going through the same thing. And it's scary to, you know, I don't want to 
bring up heaven and hell, but it's scary to think that somebody that you love could possibly spend eternity in hell. Mm-hmm. It, it, it freaks me out. I don't like talking about it, but I think about that and I'm just yeah. like, man, I don't want my, the people that I love to be there. I want mm-hmm. them, you know, to be with me in heaven, mm-hmm. glorifying God. So yeah. Yeah. Just pray for their heart. That's all I can tell you. I said the same thing. <laughs> I said, just praying for them to say the same thing. You cannot force <laughs> them. So I think all you can do is keep praying for them. Oh, and I guess I could share one more thing. Um, because praying and fasting for them. That yeah. that was another thing because their relationship is their relationship and yours is yours. So they might not. And like, that's, I think the hard thing when you think like well, they might not ever come, but if, if they see me, you know, all I can do is show them and pray for them. And if I'm doing that, I'm doing everything I can do. And like being comfortable, being secure in that. Yeah. Cause your life is your testimony. So mm-hmm. I know for me, it was like just seeing you and my cousin, other people around me. And I was like, man, you know, I want what they have. So people mm-hmm. are watching you. Never think mm-hmm. that people aren't watching you. Yeah, that's true. Even if they never say it, mm-hmm. like they are. And for our next question, uh, this person said, Thank you for uh, thank you both for being transparent, been having a hard time letting go of past relationships that aren't serving me anymore and need help. I did say like when I was reading this, I was thinking like, okay, you if you're not going to therapy already, I think that is very important because if you know for a fact that you're having a hard time letting go of relationships that you know for a fact aren't serving you anymore. Um, you might have to figure out like why. Um, why don't you want to let go of the relationships? I s- think you can ask yourself, um, what am I getting from these relationships? Um, what What is it that I'm holding on to? You know, am I holding on to um, how they will feel if I let them go? Or am I holding on to how I will feel if I let them go? You know, it's a lot of different questions you probably need to ask yourself. Um, And also just praying and asking God to help you let go. Um, Remove anybody from my life that shouldn't be here and bring the people into my life. Give me the mindset to let go. Give me the heart posture to let go of anything that isn't serving me, I think uh, that is my answer. So my answer to that question is, I think first you want to assess the relationship and write down what you're getting from it, what you're not getting from it, and really like look at it and analyze, is this something I want to deal with? Are these cons worth the pros? Mm-hmm. because if it's not um bye like you're you're serving me no purpose you're probably wasting my time you're probably sucking up my energy and i don't need you to be around me 
I had such a hard time finding good friends for a long time till I met you and my group of friends that I have now. And I am so utterly grateful because the friends I have now, wow, they're just so amazing. They're so amazing. Like I never feel when I've, I don't think we've ever even argued Mm-mm. our group of friends. Never. No, they're so laid back. Like we're all adults about situations and it's just nice to have yeah. a relationship with people who are understanding, who get you, who um, are humble, who are able, you know, to um, put themselves back and like see where you're coming from. So definitely pray about who should be in your life, who shouldn't be in your life. But I also feel like, why are you holding on? Are you scared of change? Are you scared mm-hmm. of letting go of something that's old that brought you comfort in a weird way? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So ask God, you know, the spirit that rose Jesus up from the dead lives within us. So we have the power to do all things through Christ. Never forget that. Never forget that. So pray, ask God to, and ask the Holy Spirit to give you that power you need in order to let go. It might hurt. Yes, but you can, you can get over it. Better mm-hmm. things are coming. Sometimes we have to let go of bad things for better things yes and i don't think god will ever remove anything from your life that he's not going to bring in back 10 times better Mm -hmm. that's true and some people just there for a season so yes that's something that um i've like been trying to learn like some Mm -hmm. people are meant for seasons Mm -hmm. yeah And it's hard too when you um feel like you're trying to please people i feel like that is something that I had a problem with. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like you don't want them to be disappointed or like feel away. But also it's like, I know that I got to let go of this. Right. And yeah, letting go of relationships. That's something that we talk about for me yes. all the time. <laughs> Our next question is, how do you get rid of distractions when it's a family member? That's a good question. <laughs> that is. I can't remember if these two was the same person. But I did say uh, if you live with this family member, so it might be um, you can go about this two ways. So if you live with the person, you have to set boundaries. And that can be very uncomfortable and that can be very hard if you live with them because depending on the nature of the person, um they might not respect your boundaries but this where you know you got to put your big adult undies on and just like tell them like you know if people want to be in your space they want to talk to you about certain things you're not really comfortable with like I'm not comfortable with talking about that I don't want to or just like walking away um I think that's kind of hard, like when you live with somebody, but also like asking God to um, help you because we don't want you to be in a bad environment if you like are living with them. So I think you should also pray and ask for some guidance about what how to set boundaries um, that won't like affect you mentally or physically. And then um, I also said, if you don't live with this family member, you can still set boundaries. You should still set boundaries 
but you can also allow yourself a lot of space in that relationship um, if you don't necessarily want them in your life they don't have to be in your life like you can choose like um I was reading something or oh no I think I was watching TikTok <laughs> and it was saying <laughs> like um like normalize and letting family members go if they are just unhealthy and like nothing is serving you from their relationship so yeah just I mean if you want them to still be in your life Set the boundaries, stand tall in your boundaries, don't let them go, allow there to be space in the relationship so they're not in your life, they're not coming over, or just cut them off. Um, I totally agree with you. Uh, as someone who, so I still live with my parents, me, you know, Latinos, we all stay in our parents' house till like we're married, but for me, I've my relationship with my mom is yeah, okay. I think it's getting better as I get mm. older, but for a long time, it was very hard for me. And I kind of just prayed about it because I also feel like, okay, I think there's like two types of distractions. Mm. I think there's a distraction where like the person is just negative and you don't need that around you. And then I also think like, there could be a distraction, but that God placed in your life for a reason. Mm. So my thing is like, okay, I'm going to bring that to God and see how do you want me to go about this? Like I need your wisdom to see how I should maneuver the situation. Mm. Um, Ask God to give you resources. Therapy is definitely a resource. Mm. Um, Reading books, um, your Bible, an incredible resource that people downplay all the time. Yeah. So ask, bring it to God. But I do feel like if that person is just negative and they're mm-hmm. not, they're not serving you, they're not speaking life into you, set a boundary, set a boundary, yeah. like you said, because it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually, my cousin, we were supposed to move out together, but for her, it got so bad. She was like, I, I need to move out now. And I, I totally understood. I was like, you know, go ahead, do that because I don't want you to compromise your mental health for waiting on me. Right. You know, because your mental health is so important. And if somebody's like bashing you all the time, mm-hmm. you need to get out of that environment and especially pray for that person in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. So um, those questions were pretty heavy. And I hope they were a blessing, like that we were able to bring some light. But we also got a few um, fun <laughs> questions that we are going to get into now. And the first one was, what is your favorite color? <laughs> My favorite color is black. Mine's too. I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now it is. It was lavender, like for all my life, I think. And then I looked at lavender and I was like, mm, don't like you anymore. I don't know. Black, just like, especially when I wear like an all black on black outfit, I just feel so powerful. Like, mm-hmm. you can't tell me nothing. Like, I don't know. I just love black. Yeah. I also like white too, but if I would say it would be white if I didn't have a son. But because I have a son, my favorite color now is black. 
oh i'm like wait what because he get his sticky little fingers everywhere mm-hmm. yeah i just like white and black his little cheeto puff fingers <laughs> yeah what is your favorite food oh guys i have so i love asian food i'm half mexican half puerto rican both i love both i just love food in general i am like down to try new food mm-hmm. i do have my limits though Mm. And I hate tomatoes, but I love <laughs> food. I love it. Like, food is like just like a happy place for me. <laughs> mm. Mine, I think, is Caribbean food or pizza. Classic. I don't think I. I think the one thing that I hate is like peas, green peas. I oh. used to hate them too, but now I I've started eating them. Uh, what is your favorite movie? I think mine's what ha- I'm a huge cartoon person. I love cartoons. I don't like, I don't care for anything else. I'm just, I want to watch cartoons. So, but my favorite movie has to be The Grinch, the old version with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. That's I a love good it. One. <laughs> yes. Uh, I will say Matilda, that was like my favorite childhood movie. Mm-hmm. But then I also love all the Fast and Furious movies. Really? I can watch. Yes. Okay. Let me tell you. I Whoa. wanted to be like a NASCAR driver at one point in my life. <laughs> you see, I did not. I'm learning this, guys. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Like fast cars and driving fast. That is probably why I just had such bad road rage. Um, I've never been in a really fast car, though. I always wanted to do like the... um like the classes, I think, where you can go drive a NASCAR. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just love driving fast. Because like, I want to, like, be able to do donuts someday. Oh, my God. Maybe. Hi, I never knew this. Mm-hmm. The next question is, what's your favorite thing to do in your free time? If I'm going to be absolutely all the way honest, mm-hmm. I like to nap. I'm a big mm-hmm. napper. I love to nap. But, like, activity-wise, if I have like the day off and I'm mm-hmm. able to, I will go to my spin class. Cause it just, I just feel like a bad B after <laughs> I get out of there. I'm just like, yeah, I did that. I almost <laughs> died. I almost died, but I'm alive. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think mine's is, I just like to rest in my free time. Cause I feel like I've spent a lot of my life just being busy all the time and I'm still kind of busy all the time with all my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So I just like to rest. Just want to rest. Maybe listen to some podcasts, maybe pray, maybe read, maybe journal. I just good, sometimes good. I just like to sit there and not do anything. <laughs> That's good too, girl. <laughs> and um the next question, this is our last question. The It wasn't even a question. It just said thoughts on the vaccine. I'll let you go first time. Well, my thoughts is actually something that, okay, so on this marriage call that me and my, we're in the marriage community. I seen that. I seen that call. And when I seen her say something, I thought of you. Wait, which call? On Quest. Oh, oh, you what you saw it? I saw I happened to be at work, guys, and then um I was scrolling through Facebook and I think you shared it. So I just decided to pop in and see like what it's about, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I, I I seen the lady talk about this and I said, I thought of you so <laughs> fast. 
Well, the is a guy in the community who's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so he had to get the vaccine like soon as it came out because he's working with the patients. Right. But he said that it wouldn't stop you from getting the virus, but it will it won't let you won't get like the super bad side effects. Mm-hmm. So those are my thoughts cuz I don't I don't have any other thoughts. <laughs> I think it's good for the older people who need it who cannot um live through those side effects so i am fully vaccinated i had to get vaccinated because i am vaccinating other people as well but i don't know i am throughout this whole pandemic throughout everything that's been going on i haven't really been worried i think i have put all my trust in god Mm -hmm. and i already had corona so Mm -hmm. i also thought like okay well i had corona what's the worst that can happen and i was completely fine I'm not going to lie. I did get sick when I got both my shots, but it's because I still had antibodies. So it was like an overload for mm. my body. But yeah, I just feel like when God is ready to take me, he going to take me. So I can't stop it anyways. So mm. whatever. That's yeah. how I feel. So that was our last question. <laughs> that was yeah. so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any um, last minute things you wanted to share share this is our last episode yeah Mm -hmm. so i I just want to once again say thank you to the listeners for allowing me you know to be in your ears and whatever thank you for you for the opportunity this has been so cool i love it it was such a smooth almost too smooth like Mm -hmm. this was this was really good the way we worked together was amazing and yeah um my podcast will hopefully be dropping in June, so stay in tune. And yeah, um, I hope you guys stay blessed. I hope you guys continue to listen. I know Tyra has like incredible things coming up for the next season, and you guys are in such good hands. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Well, I gotta tell you, thank you for joining me on this um season. I just I don't know. I think it was it was just so perfect that I know that God like had planned this. Like he told me to have Carla on and I fought him because I was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, they say you're not supposed to work with your friends, especially after like having a host before. I was just like, no, you know, I'm gonna do it by myself. And I was uncomfortable and I just asked and it turned out so perfect. So I'm just so thankful and I'm excited to see your little, yeah, see, listen to your podcast. I'm so excited. I already recorded my first episode, but y'all like there's just, I'm so excited. I was scared. I was scared, but now I'm like stepping into like that exciting part of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, any last minute words for anybody who has something they need to do that God put in their heart? I would say, um, <sighs> I know there's fear, probably. I know you're scared, scared of failure. But honestly, you are walking with God who is the almighty creator. He has you in his, his hands. Mm -hmm. You might, you might fail, you know, it might not be how you thought it was going to be, how you, you know, 
how you picture things. That's the biggest thing I can give. Like, it's not going to go how you pictured it. So just be open-minded because God is so sovereign. He mm-hmm. knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the process that he's putting you through. If you have to be in um, a moment of serving for somebody else, do it because he's going to mold you in that. And don't don't be ashamed of the obscurity. Mm-hmm. Don't belittle the obscurity because that's where you're going to grow. Um. And if you're like me and you have to remind yourself every day, like, this is something God has called me to do, Mm. do it. I have to remind myself every morning because sometimes I do doubt myself and I'm just like, no, I can't do this. Like, this is, this is too much, but God is all much. So he's gonna, he's gonna provide everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just, just, man, just step into the plan that God has for you and your life it's just going to change. I swear it's going to change. I, my life has changed so much within a year. I'm so happy. So at Mm -hmm. peace. So just do it. Whatever God's calling you to do. If he's calling you to write that book, if he's calling you to write that song, if he's calling you to produce, if he's calling anything, because God can use everything. If God is calling you to be a doctor, be a doctor. Mm -hmm. If God is calling you to be a fashion designer, be a fashion be whatever he's calling you to be. Yeah. That's just my advice. <laughs> that was great advice. And I think that's a great way to close out this season. All I'm going to do is ask that y'all leave us a review. If you enjoyed this season, um, subscribe. Make sure you tune in on Instagram. Engage and I will talk to y'all soon. It won't it won't be next season, but because I'll put out <laughs> a bonus probably here or there. So I'll talk to y'all then. Have a blessed rest of the month. And yeah, talk to y'all when I talk to y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.